TC Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with TC Hale, author, natural health expert, producer. And today I'll be playing the part of TC Hale. He's going to be playing TC Hale, which is really good because... I know all my lines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, He gets into things. He's method, Uh y'all. We also have here Hottie Patati Will Schmidt, fitness trainer extraordinaire to the stars. Hi. Hello, Ah. Hottie Patati. I'm wearing long sleeves today. Nice. It's getting a little chilly out. Yeah. Of course, by the time this airs, it'll probably be summer again. Yeah, exactly. But uh, today is actually the day before Thanksgiving and... So, yeah. I don't know what that has to do oh, with anything. Right. Gives you I any just idea how behind yeah, we are so ahead. Yeah, we are. There we go. Way. So, you can be like, whoa, okay. We might have turkey talk or yeah, something Yeah, we're trying like to get that. ahead on shows so that there's a baby that's going to show up. And when it shows up, uh, we can simmer down a little bit and just play baby. We can have the baby on the show. Right. Yeah. By the time this airs, there might be a baby. Oh, my god! Or getting pretty close. It's getting real up in here, y'all. Yeah, that's pretty scary. That baby's going to have beautiful poop. Going to be excellent, excellent pooper. So, we have a great review today. Woo, let's hear that. Reviews, reviews. We need, like, sirens and noises that go off. Nina will insert that. Okay. Nina will put that in. Yeah, we need sound effects in the show (laughs) to make us more exciting. The one time I did this really horrible, 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 horrible movie. Four horribles. Yeah, like the worst thing you've ever seen. And they put in all these sound effects to try to make it better. I mean, it was literally like, bing, dong, dong. I mean, throughout the whole Have you seen Parks movie. and Rec every time they go on the radio show? Uh-uh. No, I gotta watch that show. I gotta watch it. They do Foley? Yeah, it's just constant. Like, all these, I mean, they're, like, really specific to, like, the comment. Like, how did he cue that real time? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it was just so, and then they didn't make it better. I mean, it just made it like, what? Okay, so, I love this podcast. Five stars. Woohoo! BN King. I started with episode one of this podcast a few months ago and was skeptical about what I would learn. Me too. Mm-hmm. Now here I am, 53 episodes in, and I am addicted to this show. We need to do a show on being addicted to the show. Yeah, we could I, fix that for you. It's only one We listener. might fix that for you today in this show. <laughs> only being key, you can be listening. I have learned so much about my body and how to correct problems naturally. I just got done listening to the autoimmune issues episode, and I have to say thank you all so much. I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis last month. My last last much last March, and I hurt. I hurt every day, and the meds don't really help. I had lost hope that I would ever feel good again. After listening to this episode, I know I won't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I finally have some hope that I can fix this. I help fix this problem and feel like I used to. Thank you for putting a show out there that gives us a chance to learn about our bodies and what could be going on. You guys give great advice and hope to people, unlike the doctors I have dealt with that give me meds and little help. Keep doing what you are doing. Okay. I got. I actually got a a Facebook call from some. Oh, they they asked to like call me real time yesterday from the group, oh. saying that they like love basically just to say they love the show. Which You're was like, awesome. I can get that in a comment. Okay. But yeah, you could just <laughs> could have just wrote that. You know, but, but it was really cool to like actually talk with some real time who had like 
like struggled with her digestion for a long time then all of a sudden fixed it and she stopped getting sick and, and now you're dating with, yeah <laughs> so we're going out to we'll see how it goes yeah so it's it is fun that when people get answers because you know most of us had situations where we looked for answers for a long time and couldn't find any for a, a really long time so it's really fun to hear about other Q, people i still haven't found what i'm looking for you two more sound effects okay okay so bn king that's really awesome and we're going to put your review let's fold it up now and we'll put it in the, the bin it. with all the other ones and then uh, every time we do a giveaway we're going to pull from this That'll be, and, and let's do one next week next week let's give away uh, a Me. bucket a bucket of kinna okay cool or bucket <laughs> we're going to give away a, a prize and they can pick either a bucket of kinna or a bucket of our Natural Selections Complete Protein Powder. It doesn't actually come in a bucket, but I could arrange for a yeah. special. It comes in a container. Now, I'm not sure how Ken is going to feel if somebody picks protein powder over yeah, her. Yeah, I will be hurt. <laughs> so I taste like chicken, people. Maybe we'll just do just the protein powder. We'll do a Kenna giveaway at a later date. Oh, okay. Uh, and if you leave a review and you mention my name, I'll put your review in several times. <laughs> You'll make multiple copies uh-huh. and put it in the bin. Uh, yeah, so any any review that you leave for us on iTunes or Stitcher, we really appreciate you guys doing that. That helps us spread the word a lot. So next week, big drawing. If you still have time, put a put a review in and uh, get in our bucket o prizes. And today we're also all of our listeners can get a free audiobook from audible.com. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook for the details. Audible. Look at all the stuff we're giving away. We're giving away. Just because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's already One passed by the time this is. I'll be grateful. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do some questions from folks today that uh, emailed them in. Because we've been right. getting so many questions emailed in, and we decided, hey, what if we didn't ignore these? What if we actually actually told people what we thought yeah, about I these questions? Yeah, usually send those to the trash can. <laughs> right, so we're getting a lot of these now, and uh, keep them coming, and we'll try and uh, talk a little more in depth about these topics on the shows. All right, Kara. She, she emailed us in. She emailed us in, that's right. I'm working on losing weight, not doing too well. I have ad- added HCL and digestive enzymes, and that is helping curb my appetite, but now I'm getting more constipated. I do have non-fatty liver disease and low thyroid, so I know that is doing a number on me as well. I have started doing the saliva and urine testing, and they run between 5.5 and 6. My blood pressure has been pretty low for me. Lowest is 103 over 63. I'm very tired all the time. I have fluctuated on doing the course. I will do it, but I am definitely confused on what to be eating and taking to feel better. I definitely have trouble with carbs, and I've started not eating them after 3 p.m. If I don't, I just don't lose weight, even though I'm not eating as much. I don't eat gluten as it gives me gas, and I do bloat as well. I know this can really help me. I'm just really confused on where to start. Okay, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff in here that we can kind of talk about a little bit. And uh, the first thing I don't want to forget is it it can be a little overwhelming as, what do I do first? I don't know where to start. Do I do this first? Okay, I'll do nothing. Hmm. So... We want to try to avoid the place where you yeah, just get so overwhelmed. Plan, usually. It's Do like, nothing. I'm overwhelmed. I'm checking out and I'm just, sleeping for five days. Right. Up. Yeah. So the, what I like to see people do is do exactly anything. Mm. If you just do anything and you see that Kara, 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 I don't know how to pronounce that. Kara, Kara, Kara. She has an extra maybe, A. It makes maybe, it fancy. Makes it. Maybe Ciara. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Um, Nina always pronounces things like more fancy than we do. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, she gives it like a little bit of an accent, right? Flavor. Yeah, we don't know how to do all that stuff. But um, so she's already taken one step where she started to use HCL and digestive enzymes. So that counts. That's one thing that you did. And then what that did is you saw that it it reduced your appetite a little bit. So if you look at yourself like uh, like a dog, maybe where you're just kind of training yourself to do more steps because you did one step. And then you got a reward for you got like a biscuit for for doing that step. And then you can kind of see to yourself, oh, okay, I, I did something and it improved something. If I do something else, what what will that improve? And you're just kind of trying to trick yourself into motivating yourself along until you're doing like 30 things and you're a ninja. For me, like if I I just want to go against my instincts, like whatever my instincts would naturally be. That's a solid recommendation. Opposite. Yeah, yeah. So if you're like me, just do the exact opposite of what you would normally do, and then you're gonna be golden. Golden, yeah. Whatever you think is a good idea, do the opposite of exactly. that. Exactly. So let's look at a couple of the specifics that Kara mentioned, and one thing that's very interesting that I really wanted to talk about was the fact that she started using HCL and digestozyme, but she got more constipated. And I have heard from that occasionally, and of course, everyone who understands uh, constipation or HCL would assume that, hey, well, that's, that's the opposite of what should happen. Increasing HCL should speed up the movement of the stool. But a lot of people, we see that they'll take like one capsule per meal and they feel like, oh, I'm using HCL. But often that is really not enough to do anything except stir up a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and this is why it is really important to, you know, take out the whole 50 cents and invest in the digestive issues course. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a hit to your wallet. Guys, I don't have any money. But just really, kidding. like, just walk around with your eyes on the sidewalk. You might find it. Soon exactly. you'll find yeah. a couple quarters. It's in your couch. But yeah. we're going to set up a payments plan for <laughs> right. that 50 cents. Yeah. Like a dime right. a month. The it's interest just... on that could be brutal. Yeah. Right. It's 50 cents just because our system requires some type of payment. That was the lowest we could do. Yeah. Right. But like just to get clarity, because yeah, like you said, we don't know like how much HCL you're using. We've talked in past episodes about how sometimes HCL can have that constipating effect in rare cases like in Kenan's issue. Well, well let's or, look at this too. Just think about a couple other things like if someone's stool is a little bit towards the loose side because they have no HCL, but bile is flowing enough to make that stool overly alkaline a little bit uncomfortable to the intestinal tract and so it's moving a little faster if you start to use hcl and balance that out a little bit it's going to slow it down for that reason so that's one possible thing but you know there's a lot of bacteria in the stomach that you're kind of stirring up and they're getting a little annoyed Mm -hmm. because now there's a little bit of acid in there but not so annoyed that it's going to make them die or anything like that yeah the, the early stages of using hcl are usually the hardest partly because of like finding the right dose for you, but more so, I think, because of what you're saying of like bacteria that in, that's creating all sorts of alkaline exotoxins that interfere and interact with the HCL. So it's important to see like what other steps she needs to do to like further fix her digestion, whether maybe she needs to take D-limonene to kill off bacteria. Maybe she doesn't understand the right dosages that she needs to go through. And also like with liver disease, she, she definitely needs to take a look at like what she, if bile is flowing well and before she builds up her HCL, make sure that that's happening rather than just ramping up HCL and not having the bile there actually to 
to buffer it. Yeah, so. and one thing interesting too is, and this is not a fact, some of the stuff that we say on this show is not a fact. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, wow. So up, it it's a, a little disappointing, right? Like the joke parts? No, just all the stuff we say. Some oh, of well, then, uh, hello, everybody just turned off. They're yeah. like, okay. No. Okay, so this is not a fact, but we do see a lot where if somebody's saliva pH is 6.0, if it's below 6.5 at all, um, and they're not taking medications of any kind, the odds are great that bile is just not flowing and toxins are not removed from the body correctly. And when they improve that bile flow issue, that saliva pH comes right up. Now, sometimes it doesn't come right up if they're still on a med that's kind of punching the liver in the mouth a little bit. Um, but in almost all the other circumstances that we hear from people, that we see with clients and with ourselves and everything, when saliva pH is that low, the environment is pretty toxic and it's usually because bile is not flowing well enough. Yeah, there there definitely needs to be more work on her digestion before she should really expect to see a lot of weight loss happen in a healthy way. Unless she just starved herself, which wouldn't work. It'd be well. the wrong weight loss. Yeah. Another important thing to know is she knows she has hypothyroid issues. And that is a big part. It's a driver of the use of glucose in the cells, but also the digestive system. So when that thyroid is underactive, you're going to have less peristalsis occur in the intestinal tract. You're going to have poorer performance from the liver also. So some practitioners that we really love and admire and have learned a lot from uh, know that initial supplementation for digestion is really important, but also like the really long-term fix for digestion for a lot of people is uh, improving their endocrine function, their endocrine system. Yeah, and she fat. does say that she's really tired all the time. Yeah. So you want to explain why that would happen, especially if there's a low thyroid issue? Yeah. So th cells love to run on glucose. It's like a preferred fuel source. And they do so by oxidizing glucose in this uh, metabolic pathway called cellular respiration. Basically, like, Oxygen combines with glucose and it creates ATP, water, and carbon dioxide. And that's like the nice healthy way for cells to run. That process requires thyroid hormone to stimulate it. It's like the foot pushing down on the gas to like make the engine do its job. When thyroid hormone is not present, that cellular respiration mechanism is not triggered. So that glucose does not get oxidized. And cells have to end up trying to make energy in different ways, like through fatty acid, phosphorylation, and that side of other metabolic processes. So until her thyroid's really running right, her cells won't really use glucose for energy. So she feels all this bloating and fatigue all the time, but especially with carbs, because they're not getting used for energy properly. Right. And, and if they're not being used, it can also cause them to accumulate, which can cause insulin levels to be high, uh, kind of leaning towards an insulin resistant situation. And, and that's when you're going to have a hard time losing weight. And, and Kara says that if, uh, if she doesn't reduce the carbs, it's just impossible for her to lose weight. And, and that's kind of the reason why with most people when you see that. So don't uh, uh, the piece of information that we're missing from Kara is her, is her breath rate. And that's something you really want to look at. And if it's really low, you want to take some steps to kind of raise that, to help that whole function of using glucose properly uh, work a little bit better. Uh, help with oxygen utilization, which can be a big deal when it comes to energy. Um, but so when you're looking at steps to start with, you really want to work on digestion so that you're not bloating. Um, and if you're bloating, 
we know that there's not enough HCl there or there's too much bacteria creating alkaline waste product in the stomach that is alkalizing any HCl that is present. So taking steps to wipe out any bacteria, increase your HCl to the appropriate dose, and we usually have people work up to five per meal, which is the amount that the human stomach is supposed to make uh, per meal when those are about 500 milligrams, 550, something like that. But you wouldn't want to do that yet until you make sure your bile is flowing well, right? Like that's kind of an important thing. You could do the the delimining to help clear the bacteria before the bile is flowing necessarily. But before you really want to ramp up the HCL, as Tony said many times in the past, getting your bile flow to be functional is key or else that acid that you're adding could burn the intestines and cause intestinal ulcers and things like that. You know, we were, I was talking about this with some of the uh, coaches in our, uh, it's, we have a private support group too that's just for coaches too. And uh, someone else was having a similar concern. And, and what I explained that is in, in, with my result is that with my experience and what I've seen with clients is that I, I usually don't have somebody wait until their bile flow is clearly working correctly before they start to ramp. And I know you don't either. Uh, so I just want to make sure we didn't confuse people with what we just said. Um, but I do always, always, always want to make sure the person is at least started working on their bile flow. Um, but what you'll see is that if someone is leaning towards constipation, then uh, if they start to use HCL and ramp it up to a good dose, they seem to improve and all you have to do is just watch you know if your stool starts to get a little loose then you know you got to back off the HCL and do more effort to get the bile flowing properly uh, but I do like to see people at least do like a beet flow flush which is a, a kind of a ramp up of beet flow just for a two-hour period as a boost to help start thinning the bile so it's flowing and if they're going in that direction then it's usually they do pretty well ramping up the normal HCL like we teach people how to do in the digestion course and in chapter three in the kick your fat in the nuts book and stuff like that. Um, so don't feel like you have to have all signs pointing to bile flow is perfect before you start to ramp up your HCL. You just don't want to start ramping up HCL if you haven't taken any steps to improve that bile flow issue. Do you agree with that, right? Yeah, and um, I would also just point out some of the things that might not be obvious, of like how to tell if bile flow is working well and also how to tell if you're doing too much HCL for what you can handle. Great, yeah. So if you, because yeah, I agree with you, like, uh, starting with that smaller conservative dose of HCL might really help correct the constipation, but you would possibly know you've gone too far with that if you start to get diarrhea or burning diarrhea. Um, that would be kind of an indication that maybe you've gotten too acidic in the intestinal tract because bile is not doing its job of neutralizing the pH of the stomach acid and the acidic food after it leaves the stomach. Right. So just as a quick recap, the stomach acidifies the food, lowers the pH of the food significantly. Then it that food is passed into the duodenum, and, and yeah, it's passed into the duodenum, and that's where bile should squirt on it and neutralize the pH of the food. As it goes through the intestinal tract, it's close to a neutral pH, but it changes a little bit, in like the the different phases of the intestinal tract. But if it's either too acid or too alkaline, it can create problems like like ulcers and such. So we want to find that perfect balance. Um, and then I also just wanted to quickly point out some other indications of uh, poor bile flow or, like you said, low saliva pH. Or if you'd use the 
urine dipstick test that we teach how to do in the digestive issues course, you might detect urobilogen or bilirubin on your urine dipstick. Right, and these are 11 parameter dipsticks. They're not the pH ones that we teach people how to use. It's a different strip that you can buy on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a great way to look at okay, is my bile flow really horrible or is it maybe just needs a little bit of help? And with liver disease, it might be an issue. and Maybe she's on a medication for that. It might really be an issue. So. Sure. You know, skin issues could be another sign that bile is not flowing well. Mm -hmm. Lots of gas can be a, a strong one. Yeah. If you're itchy, if you have rashes or bloating, especially, or if you're nauseous, especially after eating fats because bile is really essential for emulsification of fats. And if you don't have good bile flow, fats are not going to work well for you. Another big thing we didn't really talk about a ton yet is her super low blood pressure. Yeah. And, and that being a direct cause of fatigue. And we, we have a full episode about electrolyte deficiency imbalance. You can just search on Kick It Naturally and that episode will come up. But that can directly contribute to why she's so tired all the time and why she has low stomach acid. <coughs> yeah. And uh, so looking at Kara, she, her main goal is to lose weight. Um, so... Just understand that, you know, especially when Will's talking about that the cells need glucose to create that energy and everything, that doesn't mean that you need to constantly eat carbs or glucose. It just needs to be available to the system. So that's why a lot of people, when they reduce the amount of carbs that they're eating so that they're not getting these huge insulin spikes and crashes or becoming more insulin resistant, when they start to reduce the carb intake, it actually allows the body to utilize glucose a little bit better in a lot of cases. So just understand that you want the glucose to be available, but taking those steps by reducing your carb intake or doing more of the carbs that we talk about in the book, like the medium carbs, uh, you know, like fruit and berries and sweet potatoes and things that will supply some glucose without giving those huge spikes and crashes that create all those problems so you're moving in the right direction you just need to improve digestion a little bit more to be able to sustain that because if you can't break down and process the proteins and the fats that you're eating when you reduce those carbs you're gonna have a hard time keeping the carbs low enough to get that success I was just gonna say that see right. I was doing Kenna's lines I today know. I know. and uh, your body also makes glucose out of protein but it'll really only do that if you're effectively digesting that protein. right you got to be able to break it down so, that's a good point you know that's another key for her having energy is thyroid requires nitrogen and sufficient protein for it to run right and protein can also be a source of glucose but if your digestion's weak both of those systems get shot. Right. And I just think it's important to, for people to understand that I don't I don't think I've ever seen anybody fix uh, digestion or HCL issues by using one per meal. You know, a lot of people can definitely ramp up and fix some things so their body can start making more and then just use one per meal. And that's great. But usually people that have issues that need to be corrected, they almost always need to go up to more than one per meal I do to four see or five, real unless, results. You know, depending on how much protein I have and stuff. Right. All right. Okie dokie. Tracy from another email. I'm really just getting started on your protocol for digestion. I unfortunately do not have a gallbladder, so any additional information you have on that topic would be helpful. I'm a bit confused on the topic as it seems like I should have loose stool with no gallbladder to dump bile and neutralize the acid from my stomach, but that isn't the case. I'm opposite, always constipated. My digestion is a mess. I'm hoping your protocol will help me out. 
I also have Hashimoto's, so that doesn't help matters. Your book and course are very informative. Thank you. Wish me luck on my progress. I look forward to more info from you. I'd never heard of Hashimoto until we started doing these podcasts, and there's like more people it's with like, Hashimoto's. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty popular... All the cool kids have, have Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that and celiac. You have to get Asian yeah. ball cuts <laughs> once you're confirmed. Uh-huh. Um... So I wanted to talk about this a lot because we hear from people because it is very common if you've lost your gallbladder to have loose stool issues because there's no bile, uh, not enough bile to neutralize the acid coming from the stomach. But we do hear a lot from people who have lost their gallbladder and they're really plugged up all the time. And so one idea that we see that could be a possibility in a lot of these situations is remember that to make stomach acid, your body needs minerals, nutrients, all those things to be able to create hydrochloric acid. And in order to really break down food properly so that you can pull those nutrients out of the food, you need both sides of digestion working correctly. So if there's not enough bile but there is enough uh, stomach acid, you're still not going to really break apart all the food correctly. So now the body has less nutrients available to the system the longer this goes on and then all of a sudden it starts to need to use resources for other things and uh, it can't the, the body can't make HCL anymore and now the person starts to get constipated even though there's really not enough bile flow to neutralize the acid because basically the acid is gone and another two things to look at with constipation with impaired bile flow is that just as acid levels trigger gastric emptying, like the leaving of the food from the stomach into the duodenum, bile salts also trigger peristalsis in the intestines. So if there's poor, no bile flow with the gallbladder removed or not sufficient bile flow when that food is eaten, then that triggering of the smooth muscle cells of the intestines is not cued by the bile. So it plays that role to help the muscles do their job. Additionally, the muscles of the small intestine are muscle cells that require energy to be able to function right. So if you have an underactive thyroid or Hashimoto's, those same muscle cells that might be fatigued from like not being able to work out right because you're hypothyroid and they can't make energy sufficiently, those same muscle uh, or different cells, the smooth muscle cells of the intestinal tract, uh, have a hard time doing their job of flexing and contracting and, con and creating movement of the food through the intestinal tract. So I've seen constipation result from that energy depletion. It's like those cells become inflamed and unable to really contract or relax, just like a fatigued bicep. Like if you're doing a bunch of curls, it gets inflamed and the cells, they're pumped and they can't really relax or flex powerfully anymore. So right. that can happen. You know, another thing to consider too is that uh, when the gallbladder is gone, that doesn't mean that bile flow stops. It just, it, there's no place to store the bile and concentrate it more so that it's more effective. But if, if the person's uh, biliary pathway is still clear and the liver is functioning correctly, there's almost a constant flow of bile down in through the intestinal tract. It's just kind of going down through the whole, the whole time. So that could be creating an overly alkaline environment that really slows down the rate at which the stool is moving. So couple that with a lack of HCL production, now you're going to have a really constipated person. Mm -hmm. So there's a variety of ways that the constipation can happen, but odds are that to fix digestion, you may need to take some steps 
to, you know, you're going to be using probably digestive enzymes and maybe even a little bit of HCL. Uh, but um, most people that do use HCL with gall gallbladder gone are also going to use ox bile. And uh, you really need to listen to our two-part episode on uh, just search for gallbladder has been removed on kickitnaturally.com. And you'll find a two-part episode where we really talk about how to adjust the timing between supplementing with the ox bile away from food and HCL with the food so that you can kind of try to synthesize that sizzle going on in the intestinal tract. But um, so listen to that to see if you can get some ideas of how to get that right for you because if you just start to use HCL, you could end up with some really loose stool issues and you don't you don't want to do that. Even though you're constipated now, you're thinking, well, a loose stool would be way better than this. But that could cause a lot of problems down the road. All right. If you'd like to learn how to become a health coach or even just dig into more advanced teachings for yourself or your family, go to healthprocourse.com to learn about Tony and Will's course for coaches. Registration for this course only opens to the public for about a week at a time. So be sure to register for the coach newsletter so you'll be notified when the next registration opens. You'll find more info at healthprocourse.com. And I forgot to mention because we did the drawing about our Facebook page. So if you guys want to go to Kick It in the Nuts, that's where we post all these topics and also you can just go and like check in and see when your podcast is up like if you know that you like posted something on a particular topic then you can say oh well now that podcast is playing yeah i should listen to that yeah. yeah Cool. All right, more questions. Judy, another one from an email. My digestive problem is excessive gas and I do not burp. I have done the beet flush and am taking two additional at each meal. I have papaya tablets with my meals and that seemed to help at first. I have purchased the hydrochloric acid pills, but I've only tried one at each meal. I eat a lot of protein, which I know is hard to digest, but it is satisfying and fills me up. Hey, Judy. What's happening? What's happening, Judy? I wonder if that's Judy Tenuta. You know. It probably is. Cool. I don't know who that is. You she's know. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. That oh, comedian. Yeah, she's yeah, good. She's old school. Okay, so let's look at a couple things because usually, um, you know, someone will take papaya tablets because there's a lot of digestive enzymes. They're using that as a form of enzyme uh, to help digestion. But Judy kind of goes back to where we were talking about Kara, where we were assuming that maybe Kara was not taking enough HCL, but now we know that Judy is just using one per meal. And we talked a lot about, about how that often doesn't do enough um, to correct the problem. And uh, usually we will see that uh, gas issues are more related to a lack of bile flow, where burping and bloating are more often related to uh, a lack of HCL but either of those issues can actually be caused by the other one because remember you need both sides of digestion working for it to work correctly so let's talk a little bit about um, how a lack of HCL could create all kinds of yuckiness and result in some gas as well yeah so HCL plays that role of breaking the food down into usable pieces it helps other enzymes do that job specifically with protein but it also sterilizes the food that you eat and pretty much everything that you consume especially animal products have higher amounts of microorganisms and bacteria and fungus and parasites and things that our body wants not to get uh, not to 
eat us, you know? Yeah, please so, don't eat right. me. So it wants, and it also doesn't want like the exotoxins that those organisms can produce. So we have a couple mechanisms to protect us. We bathe everything in super strong acid when we eat it, and then also the bile then alkalizes everything really powerfully. So most things that are set up well to like endure an acid bath aren't set up well to endure an alkaline bath. So it does a really good job of sterilizing the food that you eat as you eat, or as it goes to the yeah, system. That was my idea. I came up with that for the body to work Good that job. way. Good job. Right? That was genius. I am genius. You're like, how about, other people were like, how about little elves? And you're like, no, 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 no. No, let's not let's, do the elves. Let's use chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, but yeah, so when we see that acid insufficient, which if you're only taking one HCL capsule, which is usually 500 milligrams, um, that's usually not enough to do the job, especially if there's bacteria in the stomach that are already raising the pH of the food or the, of the stomach lining and the contents of the stomach, then one HCL is not going to do the job. To kill bacteria, we really need to get below a pH of 4.5 for most bacteria. And for any bacteria to die, yeah, really. Yeah. And a lot of them, your really goal is to be much lower than that. Yeah. And think about, let's say that the human body makes the equivalent of about five HCL capsules. Which is about 2,500 milligrams. Right, that's, that's what the human body does. But... If you have bacteria in your stomach that set up camp because there was not enough acid, which anybody who doesn't have enough acid has got bacteria in their stomach if they've ever eaten anything ever. So um, think about that bacteria's waste is very alkaline, so it's going to make the stomach even less acidic. So really, uh, if there's bacteria in there alkalizing everything with their waste and you took 5-HCL capsules, you really only may be getting the equivalent of one or two. So if you have bacteria in your stomach and you're taking one HCL capsule, you may be getting the equivalent of negative four HCL capsules, um, which is kind of uh, kind of seems to be true in a, in a matter of speaking because a lot of people, when they just start with a small amount of HCL, they will get very uncomfortable. They may even be nauseous. And that's that action of all of that alkaline waste product now mixing with the acid of the HCL and, and creating all this sizzling in the stomach where it's not supposed to be. So it can be a real uncomfortable. So the people that usually need HCL the most are often the people that have the hardest time getting started with it. And that's like why we like to see people do things that can kind of help wipe out a layer or two of that bacteria living in the stomach. And we do things like uh, D-limonene. We have people take that to kind of wipe out that layer of bacteria. Yeah, and we've had other, um, back when we had Dr. Michael Ruscio on the show, he talked about his protocols with killing bacteria in the stomach and in the small intestine. And he would use things like D-limonene as well as other herbal, herbal stuff, and uh, even other agents aside from D-limonene that, that combat biofilm that bacteria use to protect themselves. But that's important for... Uh, gastric bacterial overgrowth, like stomach bacterial overgrowth, as well as uh, SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and using those antimicrobial agents and herbal extracts like Swedish bitters, raw carrot, apple cider bamboo, vinegar even, apple cider vinegar, uh, cooked mushrooms also have been shown to help diminish bacterial populations, and all that will help reduce the amount of gas that's consumed. A big piece of the puzzle to know with gas is that most of it is created by fermentive action of bacteria somewhere in the digestive system, whether it's in your stomach or your small intestine or the large intestine. 
So the more that we can do to kill off uh, exotoxic bacteria, the less gas you're going to have. And another thing that we see commonly is that if your gas is the result of poor biofilm flow, it's very common that doing a beet flow flush is not enough. Just using beet flow with meals is, is not enough. Uh, we hear from a lot of people that ended up doing three or four beet flow flushes over a, you know, a month or two period. They uh, also did um, either coffee suppositories or coffee enemas, uh, which can be a very powerful uh, assistant to the beet flow um, because it, it kind of helps the bioflow in a different manner. Uh, but a lot of people need a lot more help than just a beet flow flush to get bile to move. Now, when someone has gas issues that are caused by a lack of bioflow, we also often see that as the bile starts to thin so that it can flow a little bit better, their gas can get a little bit worse and often uh, can be a little more foul. Like maybe your family notices a little more that, wow, your gas is really strong. When your bile's flowing? No, when it starts to flow because all oh. that bile that was backed up for years or decades is starting to and move out stinks. and it's really bad. So a lot of people will see that their gas actually gets worse before it gets better when using beet flow to thin it. So if someone needs to go other measures like a coffee suppository or coffee enema, um, coffee enemas seem to be a lot more powerful, but it's a little harder to do, a little more messy, um, where the coffee suppositories are very easy to do, and then a person can just do, you know, three or four over a couple weeks. And uh, we see that when somebody does a beet flow flush and then a coffee enema or a coffee suppository the next day, that seems to be the most effective route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, I mean, in if you look up clinical research of it, sometimes people actually burn their intestines with a coffee enema. And people with electrolyte imbalances, like if you're deficient in electrolytes or excess, it can disturb that a bit more. So it's a usually safer, more gentle route to use suppositories. But some people who are like balanced otherwise and who have like a practitioner that is helping them with it uh, can do well with a coffee enema. Right, so especially if you really need help getting bile to flow and it's having it's like a little stubborn seems to be a little stubborn then a coffee enema could be a huge boost all right you guys i think that's all the questions yeah, we nailed them we nailed so it so next week uh, remember we're going to do a drawing and we're going to give away a a, a a container of our natural selection nutritionals complete protein powder cool all right, so if you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free, almost, sorry, the almost free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenutskickitnaturally.com. <laughs> With the script back. Yeah. Maybe we'll go back to it not It is. It's written script. in there. I'm right. just, I just know it so good now. Right. It's just rolling, you know. Good job. Uh, and also go to Will Schmidt's Hottie Patati page, mybodyofknowledge.net. Yeah, hottiepatati.net. Yeah, hottiepatati.net. <laughs> One new thing I'm doing there is what are you I'm going to start this coming week. I'm going to start a, well, I guess it'll be much earlier than that because of time. Or later than when yeah, they get it. Right. Yeah. I'm going to start doing a, a weekly e-magazine e through My Body of Knowledge. Sweet. Yeah, so so check it out. Yeah, so that'll be, be in a few weeks that you'll hear this and then you can check yeah, it out. Yeah, at mybodyofknowledge.net. Check it out. Like It'll pop up. It'll ask if you want to subscribe to it and then you'll get it. Cool. Okay. All right, everybody. See, See you next you week. next week. Learn more about today's topic by becoming a KIY member and gain access to our members-only podcast episodes. That's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results. You'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck. 
It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the Kick It Yourself KIY gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY and we'll see you on the inside.